coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. There was finally a Nintendo Direct. Kinda. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news in the week, including that Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct. And then on Thursday, we're going to be casting some musicals with Animal Crossing Villagers. <laughs> I'm already... I'm so excited. Stop from laughing. I love... When our like really specific interests yes. intersect, not naturally, mind no, you, <laughs> unnaturally. Yeah, I mean, last week they were very natural. Uh-huh. Right, it's Nintendo games, Disney games, uh-huh. makes perfect sense. Yes, uh, this one, are we uh, shoehorning them together a little bit? <laughs> like maybe, but it's going to be a good show, Mark. I can't wait. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm delighted. Uh, I guess we, I won't spoil anything, but uh, I just can't wait to talk about the stuff we're going to talk about on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Here's hmm. something amazing that has happened this week is we crossed 100 <laughs> reviews in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store. Thank you so much yes. to everybody who has written us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you get uh, your podcast. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. And if you, uh, we, we would love to, uh, you know, keep this train going. Um, it's been great to see a lot of people uh, uh, emailing us afterwards, of course, to uh, get a signed copy of my issue of Transformers, which we still have a couple that we can give away. Yeah. We have, may, we think like four ish. Look, our record keeping here is <laughs> loose. Loose. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a loose program here. But I Every, guarantee yes, that anybody, yes. everybody who wrote in, uh, will get one. Yes. It's just a question of like, have we gone through and captured every email that has been sent in? And the answer is no. So <laughs> we have not. Right. But, so yes. we think we have a four or five left. And um, so please write in if you would like a copy of a signed copy yes. of Patrick's Transformers Valentine's Day issue. Yes, this is a comic that I wrote and is uh, drawn by the, the great Jack Lawrence uh, and is uh, amazing and super fun. And you can have your own copy of it. Just email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail. and include a screen grab of the uh, five star review that you write for us on uh, whatever podcasting platform you can. So thank you to Jason, Adam, Isaac, Chris, Matt, Andrew, Corey, Joshua. And let me read the screen names uh, from Apple Podcasts in case you're not on that list. GenuineJ, ConBob21, Brandon, Brandon's a drummer. I always read that as Brandon Sad Drummer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but it's not. It's Brandon's a drummer. Okay, and good. then uh, Greg Knows. Thank you guys so much for leaving us reviews. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it helps us out tremendously. And you get uh, a copy of Transformers. Like, everybody wins in this scenario. But let's say mm. you've already left us a review and you're getting your copy of Transformers. Yes. Is there another way to participate 
in the show. With a successful program, yes. Uh, Yes. So you can participate in the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program, a program so successful I still don't know where my copy of this game is. (laughs) This might be the end of it. Somebody knows. No, we said that last time. It's true, and it came back. And it came back. Sonic Forces always finds a way to return. That's right. It it is. I bet it is being enjoyed right now. Uh, chance and the and mean sassy. cat. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it always finds its way back home. Yep, to me in California. Uh, I think we talked about Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey last week. Did we in the really? Same sense, I think we did. Wow. Well, then it's uh, it's still it true. Be true. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, you can. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And uh, give us a mailing address, and I'll send it to you, and then you send it back. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. I've paid for all the postage. Um, so do it. Play the game. It's great to do. It's not a great game. <laughs> um, Mark, we've got an email from a listener. Uh, would, would you like... W- I'm going to read this email, and there's a question here. We're going to answer the question. <laughs> Uh, uh, Patrick Marsh wrote in and said, Hello. Uh, first off, I'm a huge fan of the show. Keep up the good work because it makes my days more bearable. Also, I would love to be put on the communal uh, borrowing for Sonic Forces. This is a brilliant idea, and I love everything about it. Uh, Patrick, you're, you're, you're going on the list, uh, but write back and send me your address because you didn't put it on here. Um, he says, Second off, my stepsons just brought home a Wii from their stepdad's house, and I was looking for some recommendations for games on the system outside of the typical Mario titles. I have a Switch, and I'm sort of an avid gamer, but I wasn't very involved in the Wii release from uh, (gasps) Gasp 10 years ago. Any suggestions? Uh, Would love to hear them. Keep up the awesome work. Mark, do you have any suggestions of non-obvious Wii games that Patrick should buy? Uh, for his stepsons to play. The first one that comes to mind, and I, I don't know how old his stepsons are, but a game that, you know, 10 years ago I was an adult and I still enjoyed, mm-hmm. so I think it's an all just title, is Boom Blocks. Yeah. The, like, Steven Spielberg-produced game, I think EA uh, developed it, but it's a kind of like a puzzle game in the sense that, you know, there's, like, these, like, Jenga-like setups, mm-hmm. um, and you're using the Wiimote to toss projectiles at them, and you're you're trying to, like, knock them down in a certain number of rounds, and it gets, like, more and more complex. I remember having so much fun with this game. Um, it's also just an interesting uh, part of EA's history when they had, like, partnered with Steven Spielberg, and this was one of the less ambitious projects that he was working on, and, like, the really ambitious narrative game never came out. Right. Well, and it, I mean, it's also just like a weird period in Steven Spielberg's output too. Right. Like, um, why, why is he making, why is he making a game like this? <laughs> yeah. That I don't know. Very strange. Um, but boom blocks is so much fun. I really recommend it. It's also a really great game that you can play together. Mm. So, you know, some of the other games that I would recommend are more just like good Wii games for one person to sit down and play at a time. But this is a great like multiplayer. Everybody can have fun together type title. Yeah. Um. So a, at this point in the conversation is where I recommend the two Wario games that came out on uh on the Wii. Um. I don't know if uh Wario game counts as just another Mario game, but I think it's different enough and overlooked enough. Um. So the Wario Land that's on uh on there, I think, is the the last Wario Land game that came out. It's Wario Land Shake It. Um. And it's such a uh, a cool game that like kind of 
is two games in one sort of you go through the level like forwards and it's a very like trying to find everything in the level in a very like donkey kong country sort of way um and then you reverse through the level uh with like a rocket boost and you're going super fast and it almost becomes like a sonic the hedgehog um like uh, obstacle course sort of game on on the way out it is beautifully like hand-drawn animation yeah, it is really beautiful um, it looks uh, amazing uh and that is a game that if uh it's a, a single player game but if you have just like another person on the couch who's like thinking of other ways to access areas and like looking at the screen with you um it feels very co-op in that way to me um and then uh the WarioWare um which the name of that uh smooth, smooth moves, moves um is great uh is uh with with the exception of um the WarioWare Gold on 3DS uh last year or two years ago um is my favorite WarioWare game um it, there is so the it's so funny in the way it presents the different ways that you have to hold the Wii remotes um in order to like play the the micro games um and I just love it I think it's uh almost endlessly replayable um and super super fun the other one i would recommend is a series that i absolutely love which is rhythm heaven and the wii version is rhythm heaven fever it's such a fun rhythm game and again another great one that uh, they can play by themselves but also you can totally play together and it's a great like fun multiplayer experience yeah and depending again if these if uh, your stepsons are young. I really liked playing Kirby's Epic Yarn um, with uh, Sarah. Um, it's a two-player co-op, and there's no uh, there's no fail state in the game. You can't die. There's no game over. Um, just every time you get hit, you lose gems, um, and the game rewards you for um, getting to the end with all of the gems. So, like. It doesn't appear as it is, you know, in like the purest Nintendo sense of like it's as hard as you want it to be. You set your own like little goals throughout, um, and like getting all of this stuff in that game was really fun and really re- rewarding for me. And again, depending on the age of your yes uh, stepsons, Just Dance on Wii is peak Just Dance. Yeah, you the, can, you can get a game that so came out fun. last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a Wii game that came out last year. <laughs> Um, it, it made me a little bit sad that I couldn't recommend any digital games on the Wii because that storefront doesn't exist anymore. Right. That is for sure. Not like the 3DS. We will no. never live that down. No. Well, we, we were, do it to ourselves. We were. It's true. Um, okay, Mark, let's get into uh, what we've been playing this week. Can I just say before we get into this, yes. thank you, Patrick, for writing in. We yes, love when uh, listeners write in, and we're happy to answer your questions. Yeah, so if anyone ever wants to write in with any kind of question, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com. And uh, we'll answer it for you. Mark, what have you been playing this week? So I've been playing Bucket Night. Bucket Night, which comes out on Friday. That's right. Um, so we uh, got a- advanced codes on Bucket Night um, from uh, publisher Sometimes You. So thank you, Sometimes You, for that. Um, yeah, what do you think of Bucket Night? So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, the same, very similar to like Katana Zero or Celeste a little bit, in that mm-hmm. you're like um, trying to make your way through these levels with. Uh, kind of like as l- the margin for error is very small so small and so it's a platformer and you have a gun 
Yes, and, uh, you, and you jump around. And you yeah. jump around. Which I guess is implied by platform. <laughs> right, and you can, like, double jump. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're making your way through. The enemies also have, like, projectiles, and they can do varying degrees of damage to you. And as you're making way, your way through, um, you're trying to just, like, collect as much money as you possibly can, and you collect it by picking up treasures in the game, or also um, when you kill enemies, they drop coins and all that kind of stuff. It's a very simple game. Yes. Um, but I was I found myself like really addicted to it. Like the gameplay loop is really addicting. Yeah. It's also got a, a kind of cool presentational style too, because it is all like it looks like an eight bit game. Um, but they put this like really uh first of all the uh like the not scan lines, but it's uh it, like it, it looks like you're playing on a CRT TV. Yeah. And the image even kind of like warps around the the corners of it. Right. And um you're able to turn that off and on oh on are the, you on the ma- on like the main that. screen you can t- you can t- turn that off i played without it on uh th- that's interesting because the the whole uh game kind of prides itself in uh never presenting you with text um which is cool uh it's it's just funny like at the the game starts with um the bucket night um trying to like buy a house or right. something it's, yeah it's, it's unclear it's, it's unclear all- to me exactly money's involved money is and involved. his lack of money yeah that's right uh so you know it's all told through these uh almost like emoji led um like dialogue sequences uh so it's it's cute and it's fun and uh, like um the bucket knight uh handles a little bit looser than like i i kind of want him to um like I- i'm also playing celeste right now and like going between them i'm like oh I love controlling uh, Madeline like way more than uh, the the Bucket Knight. Yeah, um, Bucket but, Knight's interesting because it's almost like he has he has like interesting momentum in his yes, jumps. Yes, where um, it's almost a little bit like uh, Diddy Kong's like hover a little bit, like not so pronounced where you can like hang in the air, but like you get that same sort of like arc. Yeah, in the yeah, jump, totally, totally. Um, and the uh, the the levels are also uh, like all, all the levels are like discrete spaces, um, and they're kind of short. They're not like uh, micro levels, like a like a Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. um, and they're not like kind of drawn out campaigns of uh, levels like Celeste. And they're challenging. Mm-hmm. I found them challenging. Anyways, I did too. Yeah, uh, but I never found it like frustrating, which is uh, this is similar to how I felt about Katana Zero. The one thing that I did find not frustrating about it, but uh, I definitely made the mistake more than once. Is you can restart the level at any time by yeah. pressing Y, or like the yeah Y, or the the top button. Yeah, the top button, which might be X or X, <laughs> the top button. Right. And um, I found myself like accidentally hitting it more than once. Yeah. And having to completely restart the level. Yeah, it, it it's confusing, and also the uh, there's like a button that brings up the menu that's which like is one of the X f- face buttons, which I think is Y. <laughs> <laughs> the left button. The left button. Right. Let's use PlayStation buttons square. <laughs> <laughs> that one I can tell you no problem. Yeah, it's look. It's because there are X buttons on all three of the major controllers, and, and they're, they're all, all in different, different places. places. <laughs> Anyways, I really I have enjoyed Bucket Night a lot. Um. I think it's only like five bucks. Oh, if it's a five dollar game, that's uh, that's a perfect price for it, and it, like it's just kind of like good fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I have been playing Celeste, which uh, goes beyond good fun. 
um, because I have been digging into the B-sides and also trying to like go back and collect more strawberries. Um, and I hit a little bit of a wall with the strawberries because I'm just like, I don't know where this one is and mm-hmm. I don't really want to look anything up. Um, so I've started like going through and playing the B-sides. Have you played any of the B-sides? I think I played one or two of like the early ones when they yeah. were more easier to get. Yeah. Um, so I just... Uh, oh man, I I'm really enjoying the like intense, uh, like every single jump is something that you need to like try and die on like ten times before like moving on to like the next jump, and then you know you get good at that second jump, and then you forget how to do the first one, and um, I'm finding the whole thing to be just incredibly rewarding, um, and not, I don't know why I'm not more frustrated by it than I am. Um, I uh, am more frequently laughing at how challenging it is. And then when I get through something, I, I have uh, maybe like 10 new 30-second uh, videos saved on my uh, Switch just because I'm proud of every single, every single room that I clear. I'm like, oh, man, I got to save that. Um, so it's, just, it's been a great feeling. And I, I, uh, digging into Celeste is proving to be uh, even more rewarding than playing through the like main campaign, which I also loved. That's awesome. I I love that game. Hearing you talk about it, I feel like a little bit of anxiety in my chest. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Just because like uh, it is. I remember being so stressed out. Yeah. So so many times in that game, like trying to complete a level and getting like so close. Um, yeah, and, and then just, just like the moments where you're, uh, you get like Doctor Mario level just eyes glaze over and yes. you're just like making jumps and you get through something you're like i don't know how i did that <laughs> i uh i get like a feeling in my hands like i'm pushing whatever direction i need to too hard because uh, like i just i'm like i just need to like will myself over this next jump <laughs> can i tell you that is one yeah. thing so i don't have a pro controller right i have become very comfortable playing my switch just using my joy con and the joy con grip yeah but the face buttons um of indeterminate order <laughs> sorry about that i don't know why i don't know why it played just then sorry go ahead the face buttons of indeterminate the face order. To buttons of indeterminate order um when i'm like doing a platformer or something i'm pressing down so hard on them for like no benefit of my own of but i'm pressing not. down so hard on them and for whatever reason i think just because they're like smaller and more compact like it really leaves like an indentation in my thumb yeah in a way that like regular face buttons on a controller do not you gotta ease up mark it's okay look i've racked up like 600 deaths in every level in celeste yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um and then i also continue to play advanced wars uh for the gba on the uh wii u um tell you what that wii u gamepad is like the perfect size screen uh, to play Game Boy Advance games. Um, I sort of love it and wish I could travel with it. Uh, I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I know I can't. I know it's impractical. Yeah, <laughs> if only they'd put them on the Switch. If only they put them on the Switch, it would be perfect. Um, Advance Wars is real good. I just got through the... It's, there's like a 12-mission tutorial, um, which I just got through um, after like two or three really long, like play sessions, I probably have sunk six or seven hours into this game. Um, and I'm just through the tutorial now. Uh, I have a feeling the game is going to be too hard for me because I just played through the second, like, like main game mission. Uh, and I got a D rank on it. D. (laughs) It's not good, Mark. I'm, I'm against 
games grading me. Yeah, I don't want look, that. Look, I'm not in school anymore. No, I, 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 I don't, don't need, need to be this. I'm doing this for fun. Right. <laughs> just give me a P for yeah. pass. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to choose just pass fail. <laughs> That's all I want. All I want is to not die doing <laughs> this. All right, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. After a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of quiet weeks, got some more new releases coming up this week. Today, February 25th, the Mega Man Zero and ZX Legacy Collection is released on Switch. Mm-hmm. Samurai Showdown, the new Samurai Showdown game from SNK built on Unreal Engine 4. Is, yes, I did look it up. Is released today. And then Rune you Factory 4 is special. Sure, you just wanted to make sure it wasn't like the original Wanted Samurai to make sure Showdown. I knew what I was talking about to the smallest degree possible. <laughs> uh, and then Rune Factory 4 special, which is like if Harvest Moon also... It's made by the Harvest Moon developers, uh, the original Harvest Moon developers. I believe, like, Story of Seasons people. Yes. And um, it's like if Harvest Moon had uh, dungeons that you go do RPG battles in. Uh, and this is uh, one of those games that was teased back in a Nintendo Direct a long time ago. Mm, yes, that sounds right. Um, that uh, it was one of those, like, oh, yeah, and Rune Factory 4 uh, coming out. Yeah. Um, so Which that's... I think was a, it's, was a DS title or a 3DS title, maybe? Oh, Rune actually... Factory 4. Yeah, was this announcement the one where it was like Rune Factory 4 special and then Rune Factory 5? Yes. Also? There we go. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, so this is not Rune Factory 5. It's Rune Factory 4. Correct. Got it. And then on February 28th, Metro Redux is released physically for Switch, and that's a combination of Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. You're also able to buy them individually on the eShop on the 28th. Mm, that's nice. That and, you can buy them separately. and then Bucket Knight is released on the 28th as well. Um, is there anything on this list that you're interested in picking up this week? So I've always wanted to play Rune Factory 4. And uh, I am kind of interested in Metro Redux. I don't know that I'll be picking up any of these games like right now. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about before. I'm really luxuriating in this time before Animal Crossing where I'm not, I don't feel like obligation to play anything. Right, right, right. Um, so I might just continue like, you know, making my way slowly through Mario Kart uh, and playing some more Bucket Knight. Um, so I am tempted again to pick up, and I'll tell you why I said again, um, to pick up the Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection, um, because I did buy the, uh, the, the Zero Collection on DS back in the day, um, and that, the problem is I didn't really like it, um, but the, partially because it is a, a very challenging game. It like takes the idea of Mega Man X style challenges um, and just kind of like ramps it up and makes the levels like really long and impossible. Um, but I know that in this version of it, there are a lot of like quality of life improvements, including uh, like really regular um, save points to get through levels and like a, an, a casual mode um, to make the game easier to play. So I don't know. I like Mega Man games, uh, and this is the one series that I've never really been able to get into. And I wonder if these new tools will actually like be enough to kind of get over my specific hurdles uh, with them. Mm. Uh, but I probably won't. And then I am interested in Samurai Showdown um, because uh, my buddy Pete, uh, a friend of the show, um, has uh, been playing it on other platforms and uh, really enjoys it. 
and he's sort of uh, one of my go-to like fighting game buddies. Uh, so it would be fun to uh, you know dig into Samurai Shodown. I'm a fan of the original series, um, but I never got like super hard into it. Uh, so maybe this is uh, maybe this is my time to do that to become a a samurai and do some showing down. Yeah, it's a great time to do it. <laughs> it is the time to do it. Uh, all right, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you have posed a question here. Do you know the state song? Okay, so... We need to drill down uh-huh. on what the state song is. I, being born and raised in Wisconsin, thought immediately, state song, beer barrel polka, or on Wisconsin. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Which one of these is the Wisconsin state song? I don't know. But you could sing both of them. Absolutely. If you had to. That's yeah. right. Um, but this is not the question you're asking. Right. Me. So uh, the reason this came up is a while back at work. Um, the question was raised, can you name all 50 states? Like, could you write down all 50 states? Sure. And my, and, uh, my answer was like, yes, because when I was in elementary school, we learned something called the state song, where it's a song that lists all 50 states in alphabetical order. Okay, so uh, I, is this different from the state song on the Animaniacs? Uh probably because actually now that i think about it that is uh the states and their capitals mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's different um how does your state song go okay it starts uh-huh uh i don't i don't want i won't sued. make you I won't, yeah okay <laughs> yeah you don't want to get you don't want to <laughs> get by the writers of the state song. Yeah, yeah okay exactly. great <laughs> uh it, it it starts like alabama Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, okay, and all right. so on and so forth. I do not know this song. Oh, okay, great. Do you then think you could name all 50 states? Uh, I think I could. It would take me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I would probably uh, approach it alphabetically and then have to fill in some gaps later. Mm-hmm. I think I would be better at it uh, geographically. Oh, interesting. Um, there are large swaths of the country where I like totally fall on my face trying to like put state name to state. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a, a was a little bit is a little bit easier for me. Um, so right after Sarah and I moved uh, moved to California, um, we were hanging out in a coffee shop, and uh, there was someone like at the bar doing like a quiz uh, online on their computer to like. Uh, name all of the states mm-hmm. um, and it was a California native who was doing this and she was trash at it <laughs> just no good and I think part of that is like when you're on the west coast you got California, Oregon and Washington and you're like there I've got the entire western uh, coast I've got the whole thing um, whereas like anywhere in the east coast or anywhere in the midwest it becomes this confusing jumble of places you've never been or even been close to um, and like growing up in Wisconsin and frequently going down to like Illinois uh, and having uh, my parents having a, a condo up in uh, the Michigan, the UP of Michigan, that like 
just having regular access to those three states, uh, never mind when we would go like uh, down to Florida to visit my grandparents, like we had a lot of uh, the eastern half of the country geography built into like our lives. Yeah, it makes total sense. Like even like not just the coast of like the West Coast, but even just like the Mountain West also. Yeah. Like the states are just larger. They're huge. <laughs> the states are enormous. <laughs> yeah. At, on uh, at and, west you know, of the you get Mississippi. up to like New England. It's not even just that everything's so close together, but also like the uh, bound like the state boundaries. Stop yeah. making sense. You ever watch that show, How the States Got Their Shapes, with Brian Unger? No. Uh, it was great. Um, and then they quickly run out of premises. For <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can make, I can think of 50 episodes. No, because you, then... can't, you can't look. Once you've done, uh, you know, an episode on three of the four oh, corner sure, states. Like, right. what you, yeah, so, like, it's all regions. And so the show's great for, like, eight episodes. <laughs> and then it's done. This is one where they obviously <laughs> never pitched it to a network. We're like, yeah, but what's season five? Uh, all right, uh, so we were uh, we were accompanied today by the Brussels Chamber Choir. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. Last Thursday, Nintendo shared a Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct, our first Direct of 2020. Um, I mean, kind of, right? Because the oh, Pokemon Direct was technically oh, that's a Direct. Right, that's right. And the Smash totally Brothers presentation was also uh-huh. technically a Direct. Yeah. So this was, I think, look, are we past now the window of, like, getting a general Nintendo Direct um, in, you know, February or March? Or, like, are we going to get one this quarter? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, we're recording this Monday night. It's possible. that, yep. Maybe not likely at this point, but possible we'll have one, like, this week. Or in early March. Yeah. Nothing means anything anymore. Nope. Not Maybe a thing. Maybe it never did. Um, but one thing I think that we can say for, for certain if in Nintendo and Nintendo Directs in uh, 2020 is that they are announced on Tuesday and they happen on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's just the new reality. Okay? They've done it for the last three. If they break the pattern with the next one, I'll claim something else is the new reality. <laughs> um, but we did get an Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct. And it was just under 30 minutes long. It's the biggest look we've gotten at this game that it was exactly one month out, right? Because the direct yeah. was on the 20th. Yep. Um, and it's incredibly cute. Definitely worth watching if you haven't already. Yeah. They And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through uh, the sort of highlights and like revelations from it. Um, but it's really just a, a pleasant watch. Um, mm-hmm. And there's constant, you know, uh, Animal Crossing music uh, under it, and uh, the villagers is popping up and like talking, so it's adorable. <laughs> Do you know what I, I I thought while watching the direct is like, yeah, the Super Nintendo World that's being built at Universal Studios Japan is exciting, but I've never really wanted like the Mushroom Kingdom is not someplace that I've ever been like, oh, man. It'd be great to live in the Mushroom Kingdom. This is a great point, but not something that I've really thought about. Animal Crossing, yeah. I would love to spend time in people's, you know, like, towns and Animal Crossing. It's so chill. Yeah. It's so relaxed. Is this what national parks are? Should I just be going to national parks more often? Maybe you should just go to national parks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, for me, the biggest news out of this is that you're going to be able to terraform your town. Yes. And that is huge because you've never been able to do that before. So, the... 
it this is one of the uh revelations that they drop kind of late in in the video and seems like is not an option to you at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's like something that will uh an app that will unlock on your like Nook phone. Yeah, that will allow you to apply for construction permits mm-hmm. and then you can uh add rivers, you can uh lay down paths, you can like um, raise and lower yeah. like ground so you can like build up cliffs and like remove them. It's just it's one thing that makes it very cool is because um as hopefully the social aspect of New Horizons it just continually like grows and becomes enhanced. It'll be very cool to go to other people's towns and not just see how they've like um, placed villagers and, you know, like decorated their towns, but also just like, what did they make their village look like? What did yeah. they make their island look like? Well, and some of that is also going to be based on what like the arrangement of the island is that you start with, right? And then the game offers you a couple different options um, when you are first creating the island. Um, as sort of like templates uh, that you will be able to sculpt later. Um, and you also can choose uh, what hemisphere your island yes. is in, which is cool um, because, you know, the seasons are reversed. Yeah, um, I want to see what like summer Santa Claus is like. So, but you're not going to do it though, right? You're going to be, you're going to be Northern Hemisphere because you live in the Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> what right? What difference does it make in LA? It's always like It's degrees. always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a great point. But what are you going to do? Are you going to go? Northern? I'll probably go Northern Hemisphere, yeah, but too. I will definitely look up on YouTube to see what <laughs> our Southern Hemisphere friends are doing. Um, so basically, they start with options for your island's layout. Like you mentioned, you can choose like the hemispheres and everything. Of course, because it's a, d- a deserted island, which I love the premise of yeah. uh, New Horizon. Um, so because it's a deserted island, you uh basically have to like come to the island and you're making it however you want it to be yeah well and that that basically means that when it starts it's not very populated that there are a handful of residents and then like the airport and resident services and that's it and everything else comes later um which is a little bit of a departure from the uh previous animal crossing games where you're sort of like visiting a town, mm-hmm. uh, accidentally become the mayor. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that it's like already an established thing. It seems like the trajectory of New Horizons is that you're going to a new place and turning it into an Animal Crossing village. Yeah. And so resident serve both of those places, resident services and the airport serve important functions. Resident services is where crafting takes place, mm-hmm. uh, at least initially. And then the airport is how you invite other players to your island or how you visit other uh, players' islands. Uh, yeah, and, and there's also, like, a, a postal service in there, so, like, it seems like they're folding a couple of, um, you know, like, the train station and post office and stuff mm-hmm. from previous games into sort of uh, single functionality. Um, the game also kind of revolves around a Nook phone. Was that the the interface in uh, New Leaf as well? I don't, I, I don't so. remember. Uh, um, which is just, like, how you access a, a, a number of different, um, the, the, like, that's how you apply for uh, your construction permits and, and whatnot. Um, and, okay, so one of the things they dug into here is the Nook Miles, which is uh, sort of your reward program for doing things in the game. It looks like each uh, each category of thing has its own card, and then there are like different spots along the card. So it's like, you know, collect three beetles, collect six beetles, nine, whatever. And every time you accomplish one of those things, it's like a little achievement, a trophy, if you will, 
um, and then you are uh, awarded Nook Miles, which you then use to pay off the vacation that you're already on. So does this mean bells are gone? Or no, these there are, are bells. These this are is, supplemental to yes. bells. This is a, a second form of currency um, that seems like is going to be more important in the early game uh, as the game is giving you like direction towards like uh, start collecting these things, collect these things, and then you'll sort of discover your own what things actually you know, keep your interest mm, mm-hmm. um, as you get deeper into the game and then sort of like transition into spending bells instead of spending uh, the nook miles. Gotcha. Is my impression of it. Yeah. Um, they also show off some of the things that you're going to be able to encounter on the deserted island. So bees, uh-huh. which those have been in uh, Animal Crossing games in the past. A ghost. Very spooky. So spooky. And then a castaway. Yeah, there are castaways. Uh, and they show off uh, Gulliver, who is frequently like a, a castaway uh, in Animal Crossing. Just shows up on the beach and you're like, hey, <laughs> what's up, buddy? You're a pelican. Or uh, yeah. Uh, you can, of course, build a house. Um, and so like houses have storage. There's a new interface for redecorating your house. And... And I think this is going to get a ton of use. A very cute photo mode. Oh, I'm excited about all aspects of this. Um, because pre- in previous Animal Crossing games, uh, decorating a house is uh, dragging is like dragging the furniture around the room like you're doing a block puzzle mm-hmm. in an early Zelda game. Um, and it is uh, slow and frustrating <laughs> and hard. But this looks like uh, you've got a lot of different options for like rotating the camera and moving several things at once. Yeah. Um, seems really cool and useful. And maybe like they've learned some lessons from like uh, Happy Home Designer mm. and are applying them uh, to a full-fledged game. That'd here. be nice if Happy Home Designer had a function. Happy Home Designer has another function that we're going to mention later, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, they also talked a little bit about multiplayer. Up to eight users on one Switch can live on the same island. So if you have eight different user accounts on your Switch, they will all um, be on like the same island. Yeah. I, you don't have the option to do it otherwise. That's right. Yeah. So uh, what, if, what if you have nine uh, user profiles on your Switch? How many uh, profiles can you have on a Switch? Maybe eight. I don't know. Uh, I've never uh, created that many. Um, but up to four people can play together on a single s- screen at a time. So you can do couch co-op. And uh, the leader, whoever is like designated the leader, is the one who the camera follows and everybody else kind of gets like swept up with them. But you can easily change who the leader, who you want to designate as the leader. Um, this is very cool. And I'm trying to get Sarah uh, to play uh, Animal Crossing when it comes out. And I can imagine that there will be times where we both want to play and we'll be running around the island together. That sounds great to me. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how that works. Because one of you know the things about Animal Crossing is that it's just like so relaxing. And it's all about like how do you want to spend your day and like what do you want to do? Do you want to ca- uh, like plant flowers or catch bugs or catch fish? And I wonder how that'll work with like um, more than one person at a time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you just gotta have to, you just have to be like okay, the leader is establishing the priorities. And yeah. We'll just do what the leader wants to do. Um, and then they also talked about the Nook Link functionality in the Nintendo Switch online app Which, for your mobile forget, device. Do not forget that this exists. <laughs> I was playing um, Mario, Kart? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online, like doing the multiplayer battles, and I got like a push notification from the N- Nintendo Switch online app being like, you can use voice chat. 
like, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this, so this is where uh, the Happy Home Designer um, utility comes in, uh, that you can scan QR codes from uh, New Leaf or Happy Home Designer to get uh, designs and patterns for furniture, whatever you're building, uh, furniture, shirts, what have you. Um, so uh, you can scan QR codes through the uh, Nook Link functionality in the Switch Online app. It also has a uh, keyboard for chat, or you can do voice chat. I'm very glad that they have keyboard functionality in yeah. there. Because I will happily keep keyboard chat with people uh, in Animal Crossing. I don't want a voice chat. Do you remember the We Speak for yes. Animal Crossing City Folk? Yes, a big weird microphone that you put like on your TV. <laughs> yeah. That's very strange. <laughs> Nintendo weird design. I will say for as much uh, you know, like guff as we give the Nintendo Switch online and app. And we do. <laughs> that this is a more elegant solution than the Wii Speak, for sure. Correct. And then it's not available immediately when the game comes right. out. Right. And it's like nebulous as to when we can expect it. Because do you remember when, and uh, I don't remember exactly how they positioned it, like when it was coming, but the Smashed World yes. stuff for the uh, Nintendo Switch online app. And I feel like that didn't launch until like, no, months, months and months after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it still said March on like the card that was saying it's coming soon. So like, but the game comes out March 20th. So I, it, it's, it's very strange sometime between the 20th and maybe never <laughs> this will come out. Uh, new residents and facilities will be coming to the Island later. Uh, but it seems to be that these are more like, they will be unlocked at a future time versus DLC. Yeah, the the way that the um the direct is like the sort of narrative of it is that it, you are hearing a Nook Inc representative uh telling you what is coming to the island, which just says to me it sounds like they're saying we will be adding, but I think all that stuff is just in the game already and you will experience it being added. Well, I wonder the course of play. Yeah, I wonder because I do think and there were articles written about this after the direct that you know, one of the things you can do with previous Animal Crossing games is if you want to experience the Winter Festival, like you just change the date and time on your um, system, yeah. and then the game uh, like fast forwards to that time. Yeah, it, it thinks it's the time you tell it it is. Right, but it seems like what they're doing is like they're locking those holiday things behind updates. So like you, if you can change the date on your system to December twenty fifth. But until it's actually, you know, like, time for them to put up the Winter Festival stuff, like, it won't actually be in the game. But I also wonder, like, so does that mean there's a separate Winter Festival for uh, Christmas 2020 and Christmas 2021? Well, I mean, they might re... Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can give and take away. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what exactly this means. Um, Another thing they mentioned is that you can invite residents to come by like you can like purchase or craft a tent essentially that you're reserving for yeah. a future resident or they'll just show up yeah and i i've seen online that it's like there's going to be over 200 i think the number on was like 238 residents there's in the game. so many and they're all cute the they showed off a little bit of the new museum where you put the things that you've caught and it looks incredible yeah i'm very excited to spend some time in this museum uh isabel of course returning is in the champion game. isabel <laughs> um the tourists will visit and traveling merchants 
their seasonal events and guests like we talked about. Um, basically, it seems like more than previous Animal Crossing games, we can expect a lot of like new features or new experiences or just like villagers coming in and out. We can expect more change, I think, than some of the previous games. Yeah, well, and I, you know, also starting from that relatively blank uh, template, it gives you all the room in the world to just keep adding stuff. And it seems like that's really what this game is going to be about. The last little thing is that they also uh, did say that the the game will support uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo, um, including the 16 or so uh, like actual Amiibo figures, and then the uh, the Animal Crossing cards. Um, so I have 12, I think, uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo. Uh, so if you ever want to use them, Mark, you are more than welcome to. Awesome. Um, but I don't have any of the cards. Which I'm not going to start collecting. <laughs> uh, they also mentioned that free updates uh, would be coming, including one on March 20th, which is interesting. Because, like, how would you know it's been updated if you can't play the game before the 20th? But I guess maybe because, like, the game's already up for preload. So mm. I'm guessing that they put it up for preload so they could get those sweet, sweet pre-order dollars. And they are getting them. But, like, people are ready for this game. It's already number two on the Amazing. Switch eShop bestseller charts. Um and so that's my guess is they got it up the, out there so they could pre so they could have people preload it and then they'll have like a day one update as well. It's just weird to call it an update. Yeah. Right? Like I, I know like most games launch with day one patches now. Um but it's just funny that they're like, yeah, and then we'll be updating the game on the day it comes out. I'm really excited for this game. Uh I don't know that it seems like it's going to explode in a huge way, even bigger than like New Leaf did. Yeah, but uh, I do, it's definitely not a game for everyone, right? Uh, and it'll be interesting to see where because I, I feel like we had a little bit of this with Fire Emblem too, where people were like, "I don't know what this thing is," but I'm I'm look, I'm into Nintendo now, so I'm do I'm just doing whatever Nintendo offers me. Um, and luckily. Uh, Fire Emblem offers a lot of different things and is a very good game. Um, and I just hope that uh, people have similar reactions to Animal Crossing. Yeah. And that it offers as much, uh, you know, compelling, fun stuff as Fire Emblem did. We also found out a little bit about uh, Nintendo's presence at PAX East this week. So Nintendo, at least as of this recording, is still going to attend as other companies um, have been dropping out due to concerns out. Mm -hmm. about the coronavirus. Um, so Animal Crossing New Horizons is going to be the main highlight of Nintendo's booth, which makes a ton of sense. The game will be playable for the first time to the public. Um, and then after you participate in the demo, you can get a Tom Nook-themed tote bag while supplies last, which... I want, that I want that tote bag, too. How do we get that tote bag? <laughs> I guess we go to Boston. I'm not going to Boston! <laughs> um... This is the part that really, when we were talking about um, Super Nintendo World, yes, where I was like, oh yeah, I really genuinely want this in my life. It's life-size recreations of some of the game settings, plus photo opportunities with costume characters K.K. Slider, Isabel, and Tom Nook. And those are all stars right there. I mean, those are good Animal Crossing characters. I wish so badly that I was able to experience this. Um, there's also going to be a guided demo of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. They specifically mentioned that it's a guided demo. Not sure what that means. And then they're also going to be doing demos for previously released games such as Pokemon Sword and Shield, 
and they're encouraging people to bring their copies of the game, like their Switches, to participate oh, in like, max raid battles while they're there. And then Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, the show runs February 27th through March 1st in Boston. That is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Last week, Nintendo announced a new color for the Nint- Nintendo Switch Lite. It's a coral pink Switch and will be available April 3rd. Um, it's a good-looking Switch. Uh, it's a little bit weird that it's coming out after Animal Crossing um, and also so close to the Animal Crossing-like specific Switch. Um, but, I mean, it looks nice. If you were going to get a Nintendo Switch Lite, which color do you think you'd get? You have, like, the aqua one, the yellow one, the gray one, and coral pink. I don't, I'm not crazy about any of those colors, honestly. Uh, but I, I either the either the blue one or the pink one. Yeah, I think same. But I don't. The only one I don't think I'd get is the gray. The thing is, I also don't think I would get the yellow. Mm. Like the yellow is, even though it's kind of like a dull yellow, uh, is still like too bright of a color. Like in some ways, I want my console to like disappear. Mm. Uh, I don't want to be like seeing it out of the corner of I, my eyes. Yeah, I use uh, that's true at home for sure. I like, I do. Uh, no offense to your Switch, what? but like you know, I I got I got the complete gray Switch offense for the first game out, and uh, then I got the when my Joy Cons died like a year in, um, I got these like neon green and neon pink, right? Uh, like kind of like Splatoon two color ones, and now I'm all in having never bought any more, but I'm theoretically all in on having colorful Joy Con. I like that look a lot. And I think the the colorful Joy-Con is a different look than a, a whole colorful Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Switch just seems like it's going to be a big block of color in front of me. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, I, I think I want it to be just a little bit more low profile mm-hmm. and let the game itself do the, the, do the talking. talking. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, in s- some special Japan gets all the cool stuff news. Japan gets all the cool stuff. A soundtrack album has been announced in Japan for The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And you're probably asking to yourself, asking to yourself, sure, I'm running with it. Right. Um, You, (laughs) to you, from you, asking to yourself. With love. Dear me. Love me. (laughs) Um, Are we talking about the Switch version Mm. or the Game Boy version? And the answer is? Both. It's 200 tracks on four discs. The first two discs are all the Nintendo Switch version. And the second two discs are all the Game Boy version. Okay, so this also implies that each disc has 50 tracks on it? Yes. That's too many tracks. It's a lot of tracks. It seems like it's probably every piece of music in the game. Yeah. Releases releases March 18th. Yes, you can import it. But, man, that's so cool. Um, I wish it were coming here. That is really cool. Uh, I would not be interested in, first of all, I don't need a four CD set of anything at this point. When's the last time you put a CD into a thing? Yeah, I am t- like struggling to think of what I could c- currently put a CD into. I could put a CD into my PlayStation 4 or my Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> That's really it. Um, the only other like big multi-disc thing I have anymore, and actually I am not sure it might be at my parents' house, is for Disneyland's 50th anniversary, they mm. released like this like deluxe like box set thing yeah and i 100 percent bought that but that was like more than 15 years ago it still feels recent yeah some, still feels reason. recent um it seems like every week we've been reporting on a rating or two coming from the south korean games rating board and this week no different 
This week's entry is Xenoblade Chronicles, the remake for Nintendo Switch. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's actually called Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um, it's received a rating. Right now, the thing that's interesting about this is generally games receive ratings when they are close to being released. Yeah. And we and don't have a date on this yet. No. Other than like a nebulous 2020, we haven't seen anything else about it. Um, so could it be coming sooner rather than later? Would be a... Ma- Feels a little bit weird to me if it launched like in May or something, just because I feel like we got a kind of like old JRPG coming back with um, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh, sure. Well, and also like Dragon Quest Eleven also came out uh, in like November or October right. or something. Mm-hmm. So like if if uh, if Xenoblade does come out in, uh, you know, April or May or something. Um, they're putting out a lot of these things. I know in pretty it'd, be, quick it'd be like a weird start to Nintendo's year. I feel like if it was like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, yeah, Animal Crossing, and then Xenoblade Chronicles. That being said, that could be what they're doing. Yeah, maybe like tomorrow they'll we'll get a tweet about it, where it's just like, and this game has a release date, and it's in April or May. But I really feel like this is why we need a direct, right? Because <laughs> like we don't have any idea what the shape of this year is. I know, which is so in- it's it's an interesting problem because it feels like I'm catching in terms like it feels like a problem. Like we know that they're not stopping development. You know, we know that some games sure. are coming. Yes. It is a little strange to not know anything at all. Um, but hopefully this segment will age really poorly and we'll have lots of information soon. I love it when our segments age poorly. <laughs> uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which was released last July for Switch, has a new set of DLC coming out March 26th. This is the Fantastic Four themed pack that features uh, the Fantastic Four as playable characters, plus some sort of new story content that includes a, an encounter with Doctor Doom. Uh, which is great. I love Doom. Um, it doesn't get enough play outside of the comics or even in the comics right now. I actually, what's Doom up to in the comics right now? I don't know. He got, remember when he had, uh, his face was restored uh-huh. after uh, Secret Wars? And then uh, like he was Iron Man for a little bit. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't remember the Iron Man part. That was crazy. <laughs> um, Finally, Sabotage Studios developers of The Messenger have teased that their new game will be revealed on March 19th. Now, is this... Do we know anything about I this game? I don't think we know anything about this. Okay. Um, but yep. there was something from the from the Messenger publisher that was teased a while back, right? Mm, maybe. And now I don't remember anything I don't, about it. Are you thinking of that game that, from Yacht Club Games? I don't know what I'm Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And then uh, Platinum Games is also supposed to be making a major announcement in the February 27th issue of Weekly Famitsu. You'll remember the Platinum Games uh, has that website where it's like the Platinum 4. Yes. And the Wonderful 101 remaster is the first of what we assume are four games that Platinum is um, going to announce. Uh, so a lot of the news right now is just that uh, people are teasing things. We the Hopes news is, and dreams. News is we will have news. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, 
rate, uh, rate, rate the show, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, that helps us out tremendously. On Twitter, you can find us. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKA Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apipetti. You can get more of his music by going to apipetti.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. That's right, Nintendo Cartridge Society listeners, what is going down? Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella Hella in in Your your 30s. 30s. A podcast about a cool couple trying to do adult stuff. So each week we invite you to join us as we try to learn things we should probably already know, like how does a stock market work? Can we install that bidet? Why are all of our houseplants dying? This is a podcast for people of all ages, because remember... Age ain't nothing but a number. But being Hella in Your 30s is a state of mind. Tomorrow's a new day, let's order pizza. Campfire.